0: He's alive, and that is really what we've been studying for several weeks as we've been looking at rescue. The rescue that is, uh, was foretold from the very beginning, and that is culminated in this moment of, that we celebrate today. The, 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 not just the death of Jesus, but the resurrection of Jesus. He defeated death, hell, and the grave, and was resurrected to life. Jesus defeated death for you, for me. We do not worship a God who is dead. We worship one who is living, living and breathing, alive. And he's not just alive somewhere out there. He's alive in you and me. If we know Jesus Christ is our Savior, his spirit lives within us, and Jesus is alive today. That's what we celebrate. That's what drew us here together today. That's why you are in this room, whether you were uh, brought by someone either uh, intentionally or forcibly, right? Because sometimes, you know, mamas and daddies, they say, you're coming to church today, right? So I get that. I understand that. But whether that's you or not, Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection is what brought us here today. It's what we celebrate It's what we understand and realize, and it makes all the difference in our lives. You see, His rescue is not an empty promise. Spoken ages ago is not simply uh, something we uh, that is antiquated and has no depth or breadth or width in our lives. No, it is real because Easter morning, Sunday morning of the resurrection, helps us to see that what Jesus said he would do, he did. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he gave us the ability to have resurrection in our own hearts and in our own lives, that what was dead could be made alive, and we only need take hold of that finished, completed, real work that Jesus accomplished by rising from the dead. Today we want to look at a passage of Scripture where the Apostle Paul... And let me just talk about Paul for a moment because Paul was a man who once assisted in the killing of Christians who believed in the resurrection. Think about that for a moment. We always say the Apostle Paul, right? Because we know, we know the end of the story. We know what happened in Paul's life. But think back to the beginning. Paul assisted. He so did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he was willing to kill people because they did. Think about that because this man who was willing to kill people and be a part of that now is is telling everyone that it is true, that it really did happen, that Jesus was alive. See, a man who was dead in his trespasses and sin met the resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus, and God changed his life by looking at him in the eyes and saying, why are you persecuting me? And Saul's life was never the same. And this man is the one who writes about this today that we read today in this passage in 1 Corinthians. He believes it with all his heart, and he's passing it on to others. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. And if you are able to stand, would you stand in the honor of God's, the reading of God's Word? 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in verse 1. Now I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold to the message I preached to you, the message of rescue, unless you believed in vain. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received. Now listen to this. That Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. That he was buried and that he rose on the third day according to the Scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And then he appeared to over 500 brothers and sisters at one time. Most of them are still alive. You know them, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. And last of all, as to one born at the wrong time, he also appeared to me. You may be seated. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul, who once persecuted Christians who were devoted to the resurrected resurrected Christ and the truth of that and the gospel of that, his heart was changed, and he began telling everyone he could of who he encountered. And here he is again telling us this. I think in this passage that we see what the completed rescue plan of Jesus Christ means for you and me in three simple things. Number one, the completed rescue plan means our sins can be covered. The completed rescue plans means that your sins can be forgiven. That all that you've done, all the wrong that you've done, whether you meant to do it or you've just stopped doing the right thing and you should have done the right thing, all those things can be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says. He says, this is the message that I stand on, that you stand on, that we believed and we continue to believe that we all have sinned and gone astray, yet our sins can be covered by the death of Jesus Christ. And friends, today your sin can be covered Paul says he's sure of this rescue plan's completion and that we can be sure of it as well. Part of that truth is that our sins have been paid for by Jesus' death. Now, I think it's important. I think it's important that we define sin for a moment because we live in a day and age where sin is being defined for us or maybe not sin, or we have our own definition. And and I watched a video earlier uh, recently, that I saw uh, by John Piper, who I think says it better than I can. I, I wish I could have come up with something uh, unique in my own, but I think he describes it great as to what is sin. And this is what he describes it as. He says, Sin is the glory of God not honored, the holiness of God not reverenced, the greatness of God not admired, The power of God not praised. The truth of God not sought. The wisdom of God not esteemed. The beauty of God not treasured. The goodness of God not savored. The faithfulness of God not trusted. The promises of God not believed, the commandments of God not obeyed, the justice of God not respected, the wrath of God not feared, the grace of God not cherished, the presence of God not prized, and the person of God not loved. When I hear sin described that way, it makes me think man, I sin every day. Because those things are true and can be true in my own life. It's not just what I've done, but it's the posture of my own heart. It's where my heart is in comparison to where it ought to be. And, and I hear that, and I see that, and I realize I've sinned. And my sin needs covered by Jesus. And I would say that that should cover all of us to help us to see we have sinned, we do sin, and we need a covering for our sin. And I would add one more to it. Not that John Piper needs anyone to add anything to what he says, but I would say for our purposes here, sin is the rescue of God, not accepted. You see, the rescue is available to you and I. It's clear from, from all of history. It's clear that it is there. And how terrible would it be that, sin, that, that rescue would be right in front of us and we'd miss it. And we'd miss it. Friends, your sin is can be covered. That's what Paul is saying here. He says, you see, when we sin, we are determining a way that is better than his, better than God's, that he is—and uh, we're saying that he is not worth following, that we'd rather follow ourselves. But because of his sacrificial death, our sinfulness can be forgiven. Our wrongdoing can be covered. It's, it's Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, while we were sinners— he died for us, willingly, so that we could be forgiven. He demonstrates His love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for. Uh, so his death covers our sin. The second thing that we see is the completed rescue plan means our death does not have to be final. As you say, he says, uh, this is the message I delivered to you from the very beginning, that Jesus died for our sins that he was buried, and that he rose again. You see, because Jesus rose from the dead, our death doesn't have to be final either. His death was not final, and neither does ours have to be. And though, as Scripture says, the wages of sin is death, Jesus made a way for our death to be reversed, to be covered, to be reversed, that we didn't have to die according to sin Jesus was buried and stayed buried three days, but on the, day, on the third day, he came alive. He rose from the grave. He defeated death. He defeated grave. He defeated sin. And because he defeated death, we can rise as well. We can rise again as well. We will be resurrected one day. If we die on this earth, if we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, our bodies will one day be resurrected with him in heaven. We have a way to cheat death available to us because of Jesus' rescue plan. Man, isn't that the greatest news you've ever heard in your life? That's what we celebrate today, that death can be cheated. We don't have to die to our sin. We can be alive in Christ. And yes, our physical bodies may die, but our souls will live forever in heaven with Jesus. The third thing that we see is that the completed rescue plan means our confidence. Man, this is good. This is so good. It means that our confidence is not in vain. Paul knew that this was was an amazing truth and he knew that people were trying to punch holes in it all the time and he himself was guilty of doing that at one time and Paul gives confidence to these claims that he once scoffed at as well and he says that Jesus appeared to a bunch of people over 500 to solidify that his death was not final that he did rise from the dead and that he is alive and it can be believed and he says, "Listen, you know some of these people. They live in your neighborhoods. You know them. You know who they are. Some have gone, but some still live. Ask them. You see, friends, we can have confidence. This this is real. That this is true. That this is that this is not just made up uh, fallacies and and and, and uh, you know hopes and dreams. No, Jesus really was alive, and over five hundred people saw him that way. And Paul includes." Himself, His resurrection is validated, and we can have confidence in that. It's real, and he did it so you could be resurrected, brought from death to life in him. Not only do we have confidence because it's valid, but we have confidence because Jesus' death, or our, our death, no longer has any sting. Look at what Paul says to them in verses 54 through 57 in the same passage. When the, this corruptible body is clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal body is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory? Where death is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, you and I have confidence because Jesus gives us victory through His resurrection. Through His death and resurrection, He gives us victory. You too can have this confidence that though you will taste death one day, death has no sting for you if you put your trust in the life-giving, resurrected Jesus the one who rescues us. Would you trust him today? Right now, I've got some folks that are going to come down and stand with me at the, at the front. The music's going to play and we want to be available to you to help you to understand and find this resurrection truth as well. So I've got some folks who are, are, are going to help us uh, talk with you, pray with you, whatever they're going to come stand with me. If today you'd like to receive life in Jesus Christ, if you'd like to trust him as your savior you come this is that time it's that time to respond to trust in Jesus for yourself, to believe in him, to follow him and be given life if you're in our overflow room you can come up too if you need just pray you can come you can pray at these steps you can pray at the altar there's Uh, kneeling benches down in the fellowship hall you can do that if you're there uh, now listening to us but if you want to trust Jesus, you want somebody to pray with you you want somebody to lead you to understand what it means to trust him, you come these folks are coming now, we'd love to pray with you love to show you how you can trust in Jesus as well in your life let's pray and if God is moving in your heart you come and we'll do business with him this time, Jesus we love you we praise you, thank you God thank you thank you for what you've done God, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through your death and resurrection Lord we are so thankful I pray today Lord you would pierce our hearts with this truth those who are already given resurrection life and those who need it today God you'd pierce our hearts I pray today someone would trust you follow you that you would breathe life into someone today through your resurrection. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to sing. If God is moving in your heart, you come. You come now. And we'd love. To-